four times the speed up here is what you were seeing in San Francisco? Oh, like I think much. Or, or the gap. The, I think the gap was wider oh, wow. yeah. than that. Yeah, it yeah. was really like it was really eye-opening, and I always say like I realized the bubble that I truly lived in in Silicon Valley and still do, right? Hey everyone, it's Rob Lullisher, and welcome to the Egg Me Podcast. It's our chance to sit down with a bunch of different Edmontonians and learn about what's going on in their world and some of their egg-centric stories. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Rob Lullisher with Egg Me the Podcast. Very excited to have a, an old friend join us on the <laughs> podcast today. Joanne, how are you doing today? I'm incredible. How are you? Well, incredible is a pretty good answer. Good, good. Um, Joanne and I, we grew up in, in uh, St. Albert together. We, we attended, I think, junior high and high school. And mm -hmm. uh, since I've said her last name, Joanne Fideco. And uh, she has uh, gone off to much, especially this time of year, much greener pastures and, and warmer pastures. But uh, living in San Francisco, California, how are things there? They were great when I left. Yeah. Oh. Fires were dying down. Uh, weather. Yeah, that time of year down there. Yes. Yeah, a little challenging. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for everyone's benefit, why don't you tell us a bit about your background, Joanne? Tell us that little story, how you ended up down in, uh, I, I'm sure it's love took you down there, but uh, <laughs> let's hear all about it. From the very beginning, or shall we just start when I went down to San Francisco? Well, I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit, uh, just talk a bit about your business and definitely, I, I think, frames up why, why you're in San Francisco and what your attachment to right. uh, a Yegmi podcast. And I'll say this is a little different in that we normally have, uh, we'll say, Yeg-centric uh, mm -hmm. guests on the show. So Joanne is our first uh, San Francisco. What, what's the airport code in San Francisco? SFO. SFO. So uh, on the SFO Me podcast, <laughs> you can start that. Just give me credit for it. Um, but Joanne's roots, obviously, your family's here in town, and, and your business is extremely connected to, yeah. to Edmonton and the Alberta market. Uh, Joanne's the CEO of Connection Silicon Valley, and, and I'll, uh, I can't wait to learn more about that. But first, let's, let's just hear a little bit more of your background story. I always like to start with that I grew up on a farm nice. in Alberta, because I think that's really talking about the Alberta roots and why I'm so connected here which was eight hours north of Edmonton in a town called High Level. So yes, we met each other. High Level's night. eight hours north? Uh-huh, I think oh, okay. you can do it in I, seven I, now. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 500 miles. By, by horse and wagon back in the day. Yes, yeah, yeah way back, because we're old now. Not quite. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, high school, grade nine in St. Albert, and um, Nate, for my accounting, okay. got my CMA designation, wanted to be the branch manager at ATB. I think that was my aspiration way oh, back okay. when. And uh, then I so had- Was that while you were at Nate or, or that Before was just... going into Nate, oh, yeah. Okay. I actually okay. worked at ATB. It was oh, one okay. of my first real jobs, I yeah. will say, when I was in high school or just out of high school. And thankfully I got into working at PCL. So talking about, yes, we're, we're definitely Way. Fairly well-known yeah. little Edmonton company. <laughs> exactly. But I got to work into the IT department and supporting the accounting software uh, system okay. at the time. Okay. So it's called an, um, an ERP, an enterprise you know, resource solution out there. Yeah. 
and so I got to use my accounting background, but was definitely, you know, this is mid-90s, so this is just at the dawn of the internet, and uh, that was coming out. And so with that, I got to travel down to the U.S., and my eyes were really opened because, again, I grew up in this small little hamlet of high level and right. had no idea that the world was bigger than anything other than this sort of corridor between high level and Edmonton. Yeah, that's a big no world one, down there. No one yeah. would call it a corridor. Um, but, uh, yeah, so from there I was super excited and wanted to, to, to go down to the States but had no idea how to get there. And I really wish that I could say that I had such great foresight. I really knew what the dot-com world and – Silicon Valley was like and tech and I had no idea like just ended up getting an opportunity in 1999 you know landed down there at uh, pets.com what what exactly uh, webvan.com pets.com not exactly I was working for Deloitte at the time okay okay and the first clue was that the world was different there was that I was doing year-long implementations of this accounting software in Edmonton and the day that I moved to San Francisco and we got a, I was got the client with Deloitte. They were three month implementations. I see. So like way back even then, the world just moved a lot faster. See the faster. speed difference down there. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Wow. So that uh, that's late nineties. Yes. And uh, how long did you end up working with Deloitte at that point? Before Only about you kind of... yeah six okay. months. Okay, so it wasn't long. Uh, yeah, it wasn't long, long enough to get you down there. <laughs> I ended up joining one of the clients. It was a startup telecom company. Okay. And okay. they, you know, I, I, I didn't love being on the road. I didn't love the consulting model where you, you lived in one city and then you just inevitably worked across the country or somewhere else. So, you know, I was getting up super early in the morning, driving a couple of hours to a site and, you know, just didn't have any consistency in right. my life. So let's join a startup because that brings consistency for sure. <laughs> Now, is that this around like kind of the dot com bubble yes. days? Yeah. Like just before, just after? What was it like in So San it was Francisco right then? in right in the time. Okay. So the founder of the company that I worked for is called Calix, that okay. I the telecom company, which still exists today. But the founder of that, they had sold their past company recent just before that to Cisco for the largest telecom buyout in history at seven billion dollars. Oh wow. So, and I tell that because what's interesting is that he didn't go and retire or, uh, you know, live somewhere else or yep. just buy a bunch of things. He did drive a nice car, one of the nicest men on the planet that I know. Uh, but he went and started another company, and he started yet another company um, from then. And so it sort of goes to the ethos of Silicon Valley, which is, you know, you don't stop when you reach success. You just keep reaching for more and more success. So I joined that company, and there was lots of charts and graphs and things showing new employees how much money they would make because everybody that worked at Sarant yep. made lots of money, apparently. And secretaries, which they were called back then, made, you know, apparently a million dollars, you know, on, <laughs> on this. And so I was a no idea. Like, the finance guy was who was my boss because, you know, true to my accounting, I'm staying in that route and that yep. link because I can get a job in that. Um, but I still didn't understand any of that. And so, thank goodness I didn't buy into it because I never did get rich at all off of it. <laughs> secretary just beat you to the last uh, yes. last million bucks. Yeah, the yeah, because there. then the dot-com the did crash during right. that time there. And the company did survive, ultimately. Um, you know, it went backwards for a significant period of time. And I left at okay. the point that it was starting to go backwards. Maybe fast forward a little bit, you know, and by all means, jump back if there's something you really want to highlight. But... Um, 
what was the early formation of Connection Silicon Valley as it is today? And, you know, how far back did that really start to, you know, come together for you? Yeah. So I think one, I've always been like a networker. I've always been the person that like likes to have a lot of people coming together and mix people and say, you should really talk to that person. And then I sort of leave them be and go and do the match with somebody else. So, so what happened was I had the opportunity to meet and run an organization in the Valley called C100. Okay. And it's an expat organization that helps entrepreneurs in Canada gain access to Silicon Valley for capital, customers, relationships. And it was started in the late 90s, um, not, not the late 90s, sorry, early, late 2009, around okay. 2010, okay. uh, with the uh, premise that the network of expats in the Valley uh, could open up their relationships for an entrepreneur and help them make those introductions and meaningful introductions four or five, ten times faster than they could on their own. And they modeled it off of um, another expat type organization and there's many of those uh, like out there, but the Canadians did it very, very well. Uh, and brought together a really, really influential group of people in the Valley. So I had the pleasure of running that for a couple of years, and that got me seeing this other side of technology in the Valley, but more so getting my, me exposed to technology in Canada. So okay. I would just come home and see my parents. Right, right. Um, sorry that I didn't call you all those years. Um, <laughs> but I'd come back and just would see family and then yeah. go back to San Francisco. So I actually wasn't seeing business being done in, in Canada until that point. And so, again, I was very... Was that, at this point, was it still that, that uh, uh, four times the speed up here is what you were seeing in San Francisco? Oh, like I think much... Or, or the gap the, I widened. think the gap was wider oh, wow. yeah. than that. Yeah, it yeah. was really... Like, it was really eye-opening, and I always say, like, I realized the bubble that I truly lived in in Silicon Valley, and still do, right? <coughs> I think now a lot more people understand that bubble and understand the bubble that they live in right. separately. Um, but for me, it was very, uh, very, very eye-opening and very exciting as well at the same time. So I realized, again, connecting back to, I really love connecting people, and... Silicon, the, the C100 was a, a bit about, can we find the most promising startups in Canada and connect them with the most influential Canadians in the Valley to help make them successful? And while that's a really awesome model, going back to, again, my roots roots, growing up on a farm, yep. we, weren't, we would have never been picked for some of that kind of a thing. We weren't probably not the most promising, aspiring farm. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. nothing against my dad for, for it, but I'd say... I, my love is for like the little guy and for like uh, okay. trying to trying to help um, folks that maybe don't have access to some of the things that those already on a successful path do. So I wanted to create something that allowed for more people, sort of the democratization of access to Silicon Valley, uh, helping to early stage startups as well as those a little bit more on their successful path. Okay. I've gone on to working with some corporates and introducing them to their corporate innovation peers in the Valley to see the speed that happens on the corporate side and can happen on the corporate side. Uh, I have a relationship now, contract with the Alberta government okay. and their representative in Silicon Valley, which they call for trade and investment. Through the government to the business community though? Or is it part for their own growth as well? Well, that's interesting. Uh, it's first and foremost to be able to attract companies into Alberta to be able to drive business here so they can leverage the rich assets and opportunities 
within Alberta and yeah. technology that's built here and the resources, but it's also to help the startup ecosystem gain access again to Silicon Valley and the resources of capital or customers there. My way goes two ways, nice. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna come back to this in a sec. I, I just wanna jump over to a moment. You, you grew up in the Edmonton region. Yeah. Do, do you have, what, what's your standout Edmonton memory that you have uh, in, your, in your early days growing up? Oh, watching the Oilers, of course. Uh, I, got, I gotta frame a new question, I think. <laughs> too, too many, uh, well, it was definitely, it was a good time to, to be an Oilers fan. <laughs> we would go to hockey games because we had uh, season tickets right when we moved here from high level. So that was the, the 84, I believe we okay. moved here. So yep. right in the heyday. Yep. <laughs> and my sister and I would take our homework and we would do our homework at the hockey games. And we had another family friend that had four tickets who lived in high level so he would often not be there so often we would have six tickets and we would be calling everybody to say like <laughs> who's available to go to the hockey game family and, and whatnot and so we went to a lot of hockey games yeah. got to see that but also just like you know that that con that connection obviously still exists there's a lot of traders that have moved from canada to silicon valley and are now sharks fans oh, i am still a true edmonton Oilers fan <laughs> I, I like your chances better now as an Oiler fan. Yes, that, that way. knock on wood. That's cool. So, uh, you know, back to the work that you're doing, I, I, you know, as an outsider, as a friend to you, I kind of boil it down to two things that really stand out for me. One, your your connectivity of the business world and in not just, not just Edmonton, but Alberta and, of course, Canada to, to the Valley. Um, but you're also doing a lot of work of getting more women involved with the C-suite and, and the boardroom. And tell us a bit about that. Yes. So I work with a fantastic organization called The Board List. It's started by a Canadian female nice. Nice. <laughs> who's living uh, in, in Silicon Valley. And it's a tech marketplace, so it's an opportunity to really um, again, I'll say democratize access to emerging talents uh, and a huge set of women that are ready for board service um, or experienced in board service. But, you know, that network traditionally has been closed. It's the people that are on boards, which is usually pretty homogeneous. Uh, so this allows for a whole new access to um, women that have um, great experience and, and can bring that into an organization. And so we help match them via the platform. There's 14,000 users now on the oh, wow. platform. Yep. Uh, so we, it's a marketplace, and uh, and that's really just really so I don't forget stuff. at the end where where would people go to find more info on that? Yeah, theboardlist.com, and okay, then they can click, click there, and it's yep. it's free. That's where the process starts. Exactly. So uh, somebody will endorse a female yep. candidate onto the platform. Do you have a, a, a standout memory of someone you saw kind of come through that system and and end up in a just just amazing opportunity? You know, I'd say it's still a pretty closed, difficult, still a um, okay. not in so much of the network, but the the diversity stuff is, as we all know, really at the forefront nowadays. It's really being pushed forward. So the board list was just a little bit ahead uh, of kind of where there's this movement now. And so there's a lot of great, talented women that are ready for board service, but the companies actually have to make that commitment for the diversity on their board. So it's just a little bit slower of a process. Yep. So we're seeing a lot. We see a lot more in the U.S. than we see in Canada right now. I manage it in Canada uh, for them, and so I hope 
you know, just the next year and so we'll do a lot more and be able to see some great success stories. I just, a uh, little different tack, but uh, I just saw a recent study that came out talking about, you know, hockey and the NHL, put a little pressure on some of those NHL teams where I think it was revealed that something like 8 to 10% of NHL mm. uh, admin teams yeah. is, is female. Yeah. And, and there were actually some teams on the list with, with 0% oh. yeah. uh, uh, females. So. You, you see what a, what an amazing opportunity it is for for females to, to break into certain industries and, and show leadership and I think mm-hmm. it's been proven pretty well that uh, businesses usually do pretty darn well when there there's yes. uh, some female leadership uh, going on yeah yeah and it's and less dumb guys just we find well, a way to screw it up it's diversity uh, not only in gender but it's diversity of thought as well right and diversity in experiences and so I think right now there's a little bit of over-indexing to just a female side, and that's okay. that's not quite the answer either. Fair. And and yep. so that is, I, I think the good news that I see is with this topic in particular, I don't feel like we're ever going to go backwards or we're going to stand still where we are. I think we're going to continue to inch forward and solve for this. It's yep. just a longer process than just happening overnight. Okay. Um, in some of the work that you do in connecting these Canadian companies with the Valley, uh, you do different events through the year where mm-hmm. they're actually invited to, to come down. Just maybe describe for us a little bit of, of what that looks like and some of the experiences you've had and, and maybe share a story or two of, of uh, some su- successful moments that, that have come out of those meetings. Yes, yeah, so we have a space in the Valley that is out of a co-working space. We call it the Canadian Landing Pad. So entrepreneurs can come and access that space if they want to use it uh, during their trip there. And we host some events out of it. Um, we've done everything from kind of one day to week-long immersions. Okay. We've done some stuff with uh, women in particular where we'll select women-led companies that are under a million in revenue to come down and then we set up about four days of programming for them in the valley so what the result is is it's usually pretty eye-opening for them Uh, what what do you find is is most surprising to the folks that come into the valley how open silicon valley is for collaboration and to help people Uh, on the other side i'd say is how honest silicon valley is as well Uh, We hear a lot of times where it's like, I learned more in 96 hours here than I did a year in Toronto, or I'll never get that feedback from a Canadian investor. They won't be that honest with me. Um, So it really is, I mean, nobody one has time, but the world comes to Silicon Valley. So Silicon Valley sees, you know, all of these emerging technologies at various stages and ideas yep. because the last thing that I read, a third of the world's capital is deployed from Silicon Valley. Oh, wow. Plus or minus wherever that is today, it's still a whole it's heck a of a lot of yep. money. Um, so it gets to see everything. So when startups come down or a- any business really comes down, they that's what they're being compared against is people are seeing literally thousands and thousands of opportunities coming in front of them, the, some of the best of the best out there. So the companies get to really figure out where they sort of stack or rank com- okay. in, with, with the product or solution that they're building compared to maybe the rest of the world. And so that really makes them think, wow, we're really ahead of the game or we're not. And we better really pick up speed and quick, how do we do that? Quick four day discovery of yes. <laughs> where they stand in the world. Yeah. Uh, I usually ask guests to, uh, 
you know, share a, a local spot or two. And I think <laughs> I'm actually on the fly. I'm going to reverse this for you. So when when Edmontonians come to San Francisco, yeah, what what name a couple spots that uh, you think every Edmontonian needs to to see and experience? Oh, well, the, the coolest part about San Francisco is that if and let's just pretend for this question, like it's in tech, somebody's okay. coming down in tech. Uh, is that technology is everywhere. And so it's literally just like hang out and go anywhere because you walk on the street, you go into a coffee shop, everywhere uh, somebody is pitching to somebody beside you. And so just the the vibe that you get from right. no matter where you're at, you know, definitely go visit the Amazon Go store and see the, you know, okay. the, the checkout that's there. Um, the Go, they have... Um, Amazon. When, when are we going to see those in Edmonton? What's what's your prediction there? Well, you know what, like I was, they're they're building a warehouse right now, yeah. so it can't be too long away. Well, I just saw a, a, a startup pitch uh, at an event that's in that space, and her argument was really that that's actually not a scalable model, and so. I thought it was a pretty compelling argument what she put in friend and she has a different solution to the same problem. Okay. So I don't know if that's actually something we'll start to see. I thought it was a pretty compelling thing that I don't know that you can have hundreds of thousands of square foot and being able to do that sort of cashless okay. checkout per se. Ah, interesting. So so when you do come back to Edmonton, it's quite often. Now we'll, we'll flip back to where, yeah. where's that local spot you need to to check out when you're in town? So dorky answer. So <laughs> because I haven't lived here for 20 years and you know, you just come back, uh, I actually really love Earl's. Okay, <laughs> which one? Well, the one in St. Albert, oh, where my okay. family is. I thought maybe like, you know, the, the Tin Palace, Jasper. Although you know, I was just lot, there, I was at that one the back, other day. Yeah. No, you know what it is? It's about that comfort of knowing okay. something and I know what I'm going to get. I think it's like just awesome, casual, I love the chicken wings. Uh, but I can go watch a hockey game. I can have a, a, a decent drink. And yep. so there's a bit of comfort there. I know it's a pretty dorky answer. <laughs> Way to go, you dork. Mm -hmm. okay, I, miss, I miss the parrots and the, uh, what else mm, did they have? Penguins right. and camels and yeah. all kinds of, uh, been kicked out of a Earl's or two in my day. Uh, we won't get into that. When um, working with some of the Edmonton-specific uh, businesses, are there are there any stories that you can share Joanne of, of even if it's like early success of, of that relationship that's building between Edmonton and San Francisco? So it's definitely at an early stage and there's so much opportunity here it's I'm, I'm really excited about it uh, but what we have to do is I think just a lot more of the flow between here and Silicon Valley and education and inspiration are two very critical things at such an early stage okay. for these companies uh, so that they get access to and understand because it's one of those cases of you don't know what you don't know. But there is a company, an Edmonton-based company that came down to San Francisco and I don't think they'll mind if I say their name. Um, it's Run With It Synthetics. She was down last when went she down last December for my Women in Tech program? Okay. And part of that is we do some mentoring sessions and uh, some sort of round table. So one of the women that delivered a workshop and did some mentoring sessions uh, is, was, was in, in her space and basically said, you know what, I think this might be something interesting for my company. And so fast forward, it's May of this year and they build these synthetic environments and so 
they were asked by this company, ITRON, in San Francisco to build a synthetic environment that would depict what would happen if an earthquake hit San Jose at a certain time and a certain location. And then ITRON was a, did a keynote at IoT World, so a huge conference, and uh, be, was able to uh, depict that earthquake scenario with the run within synthetics Oh, wow. simulation and so that's a huge opportunity for this company that would have never had that you know just, pathway just with that initial right yeah creating that path for yeah them. and so but what is super interesting and awesome is that the women that come down and this goes across Canada um, which I'm super excited about and it's startups as well not just women-led but they're always people are always really impressed with the technology and the talent and the ideas that are coming out of here and and that was a case where you know Linda who's a friend of mine and she's a fellow Canadian down there she was really impressed with Myrna she was really impressed with the technology she wasn't quite sure if it would fit for her company but she went and she advocated for it yep. and found a sponsor within that company and sort of led to that and I, I believe Myrna also got other introductions that was leading so to some business relationships to start to just grow and multiply. Yes. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. So to all you Canadians in San Francisco, do you meet at the local Tim Hortons each morning? <laughs> uh, is there it's, Timmy's in uh, San Fran? It's Phil's. It's Phil's. It's the pour over, <laughs> really expensive. There's new ones coming in all the time. Yeah. The uh, you, you mentioned expensive. Obviously, the Valley, if if not the most expensive place in the world to to reside and and start a business. Um, how do you think that relates to some of the opportunity and, and not just Edmonton, but, but Alberta as well in, in the whole tech industry? So this is where Canada has a huge opportunity right now and is taking advantage of it uh, because of the cost of living, because also of different elements, you know, that's happening in the U.S., yeah. our president. And uh, also because of things like the homelessness population that we see on TV now, um, the cost of talent in San Francisco, the competition for that talent. You know, typically a developer and engineer is working about two years in a company and then they're jumping to the next one with bigger stock, option, stock options and, right. and more money. And so there's no loyalty. So Canada is with opening up their immigration, with the startup visa program and fast tracking. Um, Especially as the U.S. really starts to clamp down on yes, those opportunities. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, you know, Mob Squad is out of Calgary that's working on talent flow back into Canada. And there's lots of other organizations in Canada doing the same thing. Van Hack is out of BC uh, doing that. And so, right now, the huge opportunity is capitalizing on what's not going well in a place like San Francisco. And I've never before experienced so many people that I know moving back to Canada yeah. or people wanting to move there from other countries or from the U.S. So my first 18 years living there, I could count on one hand less <laughs> how many people yeah. I knew moved to Canada. And now it's a daily conversation that I'm having with people. So not only, okay, so there's that opportunity, but what do you, what do you feel the, call it the homegrown option is? What, what does Edmonton need to do? What does Alberta, Canada need to do to really step more into those opportunities? On one hand, so many things. Uh, <laughs> so one, recognize... We'll give you five things yeah, on one hand. It's yeah. like, recognize where, like Edmonton is positioned and where it's not. Again, compare yourself against the global stage versus just regionally, right. which is 
um, something that we sort of see a lot and not just necessarily in Canada, could be other, other global cities too, but really look globally, uh, figure out what we're known for and what we want to really develop and then be that attraction point and that best in class. Because everybody is competing these days, right, globally. Every economic development agency in the world, every city is coming to San Francisco saying, come, we've got cheap talent in Turkey. Right. We've got cheap talent in, you we're know. Smart. <laughs> we're smart. We're cheap. Yes, we're, okay. universities yeah. and we're all these things. And so what are the differentiators? And we've got a great uh, cost of living here and a great quality of life here. And those are certainly good factors. But it depends. We just... Um, had uh, spoke to the mayors of the Waterloo region that were in town and talking about this specific question. And Waterloo of, is, is, is almost kind of the gold standard for Canada. Like they've got such a good band, brand and they've done such a good job with their um, engineers over the decades in the co-op program and going down and really building a brand. And then, you know, lots of them have stayed down there and built great companies. Um, so you know, we've got to figure out where it is that we're, we want to be known for and really kind of double down on that so that we can be building up that talent here and attracting talent in and making sure that we're really somewhere that people want to go to. Because okay. right now it's really hard to compete against Toronto, Waterloo, Vancouver, right. Montreal. Yeah. So looking down the road 10, 20 years out for Edmonton, what do you, what do you want to see and what do you, what do you think could happen along those lines where, where do you think the best opportunity is well if people are really smart and I don't actually know how to do this so I'll just say if people were really smarter than me um, they figure out how they leapfrog and they, they see everything that these other regions have done and they don't take as much time that the other regions have done to be able to get there and they you know, make sure that the talent is really built up here. They do that really, really quickly. I mean, we have a talent shortage in, in Canada, in, in Edmonton in particular, when you compare it to other regions. Um, we can, you, need can you say what's like, what type of positions? So developer and engineers okay. and comp sci and data scientists and, you know, AI machine learning and yeah. all those things um, that are like the bones behind the emerging technologies that are being built today. Okay, okay. So we just need to be producing more of them more quickly and giving them reasons to stay here in Alberta to work for companies here or to start companies here. So I think an effort into supporting- it's probably the quickest win is immigration right off, right off the hop in that, or, or is it a bit of both? Well, what we have here is we've got lots of talent here that's been working in the oil fields, right? So we just need to, reskill them yep. and show them the opportunities that they can apply their skill and work in a different industry called technology. Right. Yeah. Just need to create a couple wins in that department to, to just show that yeah. it can happen. Yeah. And, and uh, oil money, that's that's chump change. Wait till you see <laughs> tech money uh, in play. Yeah. Well, I hope that I hope that happens one day. Uh, if for some ever re uh, reason someone came along and said, Joanne, I'll let you stick up the biggest billboard in the middle of uh, Edmonton, what would that billboard say? Hmm. Uh, a couple of things. I'm going to say two things. One. It's only one billboard. Okay. Uh, I have two sides of every coin, though. Um, if it's a double-sided billboard. Okay, yeah, exactly. I, I will give you a double-sided billboard. So I would actually say every company is a tech company, so you know, come to Silicon Valley. And not come to Silicon Valley and stay in Silicon Valley, but come to Silicon Valley and learn and then build your company here. Okay, I like Could that. I say all of that on a billboard? 
I, I think yeah, the last bit you don't need. I yeah. think just uh, come to Silicon Valley and learn. Yeah. And, and uh, that's a, and then go away, come back. Yeah. And then the other side of the billboard, I saw this on buses like 18 years ago in San Francisco, which really has nothing to do with tech, but maybe is uh, there's a point to life and it's not the decimal. So oh, okay. that's what I put. I like that one. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, some of your uh, San Francisco friends, they come to Edmonton for the very first time. You got one day with mm. them. Where where do you want to take them on that day? Again, I'm going to like have a tech lens only on this, but I want to introduce them to the founders that are doing really interesting things, the you know, Amy and the U of A and scientists and researchers that are developing game-changing. And Amy, for those who know the artificial and machine intelligence, intelligence machine. Institute. Okay, okay, <laughs> institute. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. in that order, in yeah. that order. Uh-huh. Um, the Advanced Machine Intelligence Institute. Just to show them and give them a really good sense of like some really cool things are happening. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. influencers, um, you know, people that are really uh, – you know, in, in this tech ecosystem and could show them that that would be a good bet for them, right. whether that's investing into a company here or moving their company here. Yeah. Very cool. Um, for those, you know, maybe a couple different tracks, but, uh, you know, females in, in the entrepreneurial world that would like to connect with you or those in the, in the tech space of it who want to just, how do I learn more about San Francisco? How do they get and connect, uh, connect with you? So my website is ConnectionSiliconValley.com, and then I've just launched an Ask Me Anything session, an okay, AMA, cool. so those are happening a couple times a month. Uh, in 2020, we're going to launch a one-day program in the Valley that will be, one, we'll do a couple that are focused for women in tech, Okay. and the concept around that is we're going to do a one-day conference on a Wednesday, and we are going to go to our partners in Silicon Valley and ask them to put on different events and workshops or what do they have going on so that throughout the week, the entrepreneurs can be accessing different things, um, but we'll produce one core day of programming cool. for them. Yeah. That sounds like great value there. Well, folks, uh, geez, I really enjoyed the conversation. I love to just keep pecking away different questions and that, but uh, Joanne, thank you so much for making the time to, to sit down with me on the Yegme podcast. Uh, Joanne Fideko, folks, the CEO of Connection Silicon Valley and so many other awesome things. Find your awesome business story, get in contact with her, and make it even more awesome. But uh, thank you so much for being on. Can I ask you a question? Oh, no, no. Guests are not allowed to ask me questions. Okay, go ahead. How can I help you? How can you help me? Um, You know what? In many ways, uh, I consider myself a connector as well. And uh, you'd know, Joanne, that I kind of go out of my way on the Edmonton scene whenever Mm -hmm. I come across someone that... You know whether they they really touched the category of tech or you know I am quick to send them your way, yeah. and um, so I, I think I, I admire uh, what you're doing and uh, I'm totally rooting for you. You know as a, as an old, mm. uh, very young looking old friend, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I, I think you know is you know take take my call. And, yeah. and my text and and uh, keep helping with those connections. Every time I will always take those and thank awesome. you for them. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again for joining us, folks. I'm Rob Lullisher and this has been the Yeg Me Podcast. Be sure to visit our website, www.yeg.me, for more information on the show and some of our past 
podcast. Also some fun Yeg swag you can check out. All kinds of good stuff on the yeg.me website. And we look forward to seeing you in future episodes.